The following program is brought to you by Podcast One Sportsnet. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Hey, everybody. Chet Waterhouse from Play With Pain talking to you. Listen, we need you to take the Podcast One survey. It's a blast, and it's super easy. Go to podcastone.com slash mysurvey, or you know what? Just go to podcastone.com and click on the giant survey banner. You can't miss it. If you filled out a survey in the past, just do it again because it, it's kind of fun. And uh, and uh, listen, all of us here at Play With Pain and all of us here at Podcast One are thanking you because you're doing us a huge favor by filling it out. Uh, so go there and have some fun. Thank you from Chet Waterhouse. Time to play with pain, where sports and inaccuracy collide. Now, here's your host, veteran sportscaster, and the voice of the International Speed Fishing Championships, Jet Waterhouse. Ah, brother! Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My guest today, legendary showbiz writer, Letterman. News Radio, Watching Ellie, Dimitri Martin, the Soul Man, not, incidentally, the Joe Fury, who's the weatherman at WTNH in New Haven, Connecticut, but Hollywood's own Joe Fury. Welcome, Joe Fury. How are you? You know the weatherman? No, brother. Hang on, Joe. Listen, I forgot. uh, I got to do the Waterhouse (laughs) update. Brought to you by tea. When there's no other choices but scalding water, try tea. Now let's go to Chet Waterhouse out in the field. Chet, what's going on? Thanks, Chet. You sound a little raspy from the heat. Here's the sports headlines. World Cup. So much for Brexit. England joins France, Belgium, and Croatia. England and Belgium, the ant and wasp of the World Cup. France leading all teams in scoffing. And Croatia beat Russia in Russia, which is life-threatening. Russian coach Stanislav Cherkatsov said, We got Trump elected. Why can't we give the Croats diarrhea? And the Fox World Cup wrap-up show, you know, you're the one where those four guys sit around and talk. One word, highlights. That World Cup wrap brought to you by Gargoyles, scarily holding up the corners of buildings for over 500 years. Golf! This weekend, Phil Mickelson assessed himself a two-shot penalty for camping down thick grass in front of his shot. So, hey... Your best round of 84 is now an 86, okay? Baseball, Cleveland, nine and a half games in front. Harder to catch than a glimpse of your neighbor's wife naked. And finally, NFL on his wife's new reality show. Former NFL quarterback Jay Cutler threw some shade at her, but it was intercepted by an assistant director and returned for a score. That Waterhouse update brought to you by Sticky Buns. The breakfast joint with hot girls telling funny jokes. Now back to you, Chef. Joe Fury knows where the bodies are buried, so don't go soft on him. Now it's talk time. Joe Fury from a family of nine. A world of courage. How <laughs> did you know that? I know uh, brothers and sisters, right? Yeah. Well, you're Irish. Yes. And they, uh, if I may uh, borrow an expression, they can't put a cork in it. No, I don't. I don't know what's going on with the Irish. <laughs> you guys got to calm down with the families. My parents liked each other. What can I say? <laughs> they really liked each other until, they, until they got divorced. But other than, up until to that, that point, point. Yeah, up at that point, they were great. Yeah, every year they were banging a kid out for a while, and then just boom, pretty much. Yes, and then like 
the divorce. Yeah, well, the one year that it didn't happen, they had to look at each other and they realized, yeah, we really don't like each other. <laughs> Get out of here. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. So now listen. I think that was after I was born, actually, that one. But go ahead. Yes. So now uh, what got you into comedy writing? What the hell got you? Were you funny as a kid? Were your brothers and sisters funny? Did you stay up at night and watch The Tonight Show, stuff like that? All of that. Well, I don't think I was funny. <laughs> I'm not saying I was oh, I've funny. I've really done my research. <laughs> you, yes. How did you know all of this? You're amazing. <laughs> That's impressive. No, uh, I got into it because I was always interested in it, and it was just something I was uh, wanted to do as a kid, and, and thought I would try. Did you ever perform? Did you start perform? Did you like do stuff for your family? Because you did stuff on Letterman. You wrote on Letterman for how long? Uh, I don't know, several years. Yeah, who cares? My stat man will look it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't really I used, matter. No, I used to do, setup. but you asked. I used to do TV commercials as a kid. Did I ask that? You did. No, you asked about did I do stuff? So no, I'm, I'm confused I'm... now. Oh, <laughs> wait a second. Who's this? Am I in your podcast? Am I in the right interview? <laughs> what is this? You did commercials I, as a I kid. I was told this was PBS. What <laughs> no. is this? No, okay. we don't. We don't have that kind I of used funding. To do, <laughs> I used to do TV commercials when I was a kid. What yes. kind of commercials did you do? Coke, Pepsi, Burger King. So you're just I mean, sitting on a wad of cash. You could give a crap how the rest of your life goes that's exactly right <laughs> thank god for after yes i don't ever ever have to work what again. was some of the what do you what were the commercials you did uh, let's see i did a coke commercial where i was at the prom uh you can, all Wait, of these, you can probably find that at one i was probably about 15 or and so. you were at the prom yeah and i did that's them. back when they used the actual 15 year old actor actors to portray 15 year old right act. right you mean like not yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, know, like, like not like happy days when they were 43 years old <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly donnie yeah. most literally had grandchildren yeah. <laughs> when he's wearing a wisconsin letter jacket <laughs> Sorry, Fonzie was getting gray hair. Like... <laughs> yes, no. They were but... looking around the lot, going, "Hey, that B. Arthur's got a nice ass." <laughs> you know, so... He was dating B. Arthur. <laughs> That's a little old. So you did commercials as a kid. Yeah. And now, did you have to just pony up and hand that money right over to mom and dad, or did you get to save any of it? Every cent. My family, really? my family lived on it, basically, yes. Wow. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah, that's pretty – I'm, I'm a, not. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there are laws that are involved in uh, child acting and things that's like right. that. A Jackie Coogan law, I believe it's called. And, and so, uh, you know, so it's, 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 it's basically illegal. But, uh, but know, they did it anyway. But they did it anyhow. Because well, yeah. they couldn't stop uh, – well, let's be honest. They couldn't stop banging. They had another 19 <laughs> kids. <laughs> that's right. They couldn't stop fighting, so <laughs> – in between the fighting, uh, we, we needed money. So <laughs> you were sent out. I was sent out. My brothers were. It wasn't just me. Kid, my brothers, were, Oliver Twist, kid, going to town. Exactly. I looked like uh, Richie Cunningham. You know, I looked like Opie. Kind of. That's the look. I, that, so you were like. Uh, so you were kids. the guy they would threaten uh, a young Ron Howard with, and go. You know, we can. We got a kid ready to go in this commercial. Is going to work for scale. Exactly. And that was you. Exactly. And he was. Always threatened. <laughs> yeah, as you can imagine. That. Yeah, he I was did. always. Yeah. But he used it in his acting. In it, fact, it, it, it fact, worked for him. Yes. It uh, did work for him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Whenever he went fishing with uh, Andy Griffith, uh, <laughs> it always looked like he was afraid he was going to fall in or have some giant catfish jump up and grab him by the ankle and yank him in. That's because they used me as a threat. Wow. They said, if you don't, if you don't do this, this guy's moving in. That anecdote brought to you by Creme de Hay for a great tasting aperitif at half the price. Track creme de hay. Now listen to me. (laughs) (laughs) 
So when did you when did you transition into writing from uh, this uh, this mercurial child acting career where you're hauling the entire other ten people in your family in a Conestoga wagon behind you? Come uh, on, I got enough money. We're eating tonight, <laughs> right? And then you finally said, you know what? The hell with it. I'm going into writing. Well, it was when my pretty much my parents went through all the money. So then uh, I decided, I, you know, I got to do something. This may be the most tragic episode have, of Playlist Pain something. I've ever heard. No, no, I'm exaggerating. <laughs> it was much worse. But I, my parents, uh, you know, they, they did, my father didn't really work consistently. He had, he had you know, trouble sometimes. So that's right, kind of right. why. But at any rate, I ended up working after college. I went, became Sounds like me. Yeah. It that wasn't you? working consistently. No. <laughs> Well, <laughs> you know, I ended up getting into it by uh, – I actually did an internship on The Letterman Show. That's how I ended up uh, – Wow. So you started you know. as an intern there. I did. Yep. Then did you go away for a while or did it grow right from there, boom, up into the – No, I ended step. up – they hired me onto the show and I worked on production for a little bit. And then I, I ended up becoming a writer, just submitted stuff and <sighs> – did you oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm falling asleep myself. Stop it. It's, nobody knows this stuff. <laughs> okay. You understand me? Half of my listeners uh, 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 play uh, horseshoes. Oh, okay. <laughs> in fact, they're in a professional horseshoe league, Which, and in fact, I have to go call one of the matches. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's our lives. That's so a- this is this. And now, did you ever meet Dave? Oh, tons of time. Yeah, I mean, I Dave, did treat you because he seems like a you know pretty good guy overall. Oh, Dave was very. He was he was very nice. You know, you just you'd see him all the time. In the when they went to CBS, apparently nobody ever saw them because they were on different floors. But so when I talk to people now who write who have written there, right, right. They, they're like, I've literally never met Dave. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> true. Seems odd. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. But I mean, I, you know, I used to see him every day. Even so. I meet the the, <laughs> the people in the events that I call. Yeah, yeah, you have yeah. to. I Barehanded turkey hunt, things like that. Even <laughs> I meet the contestants for that. Now, do you even remember where you went to college? <laughs> SUNY Purchase in New York. SUNY Purchase, the fighting, uh, fighting something. Uh, 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 not uh, what is it? Uh, what's the oh, one you really? did? Hacky sack. The, the fighting hacky sacks. Sack. That's what they no, were. That, no, hacky that, sack. I, that was the one thing I remember. That I went to when I went to school. Everybody was like, "You gonna go see the hacky sack uh, tournament?" <laughs> so they had, they had a top Are you kidding me? NCAA Division One hacky sack champs. Now you would <laughs> think the hacky sack team would be in Hackensack. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, no. Apparently not. No, no, no. But uh, all my friends had uh, colleges that had like teams. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And you talked about the teams, and the I cold. was kind of like and frisbee too. That was the so other you one. could give a crap about Ultim- sports. Ultim- you don't care. I, I, I am not a. Do you root for anybody of, as a New Yorker uh, of sports? Do you root for anybody? Oh, it's it's the uh, SUNY Purchase Panthers. Oh, okay. Is is it? Yes. <laughs> How did you even know that? I'm amazed. He just flat my producer uh, who's who uh, understands phones and computers. Computers and things how probably does, looked it up. How did he find that so fast? I'm impressed. Yeah, I'd wow. have to go to the encyclopedia and wow. then figure out which uh, book. Uh, do, you, do, you, do you go with the S's for State University of New York or do you go with the P's for purchase? Yeah, I, I would just there. go for B for boring. No, no, no. Stop it. But we also had a, uh, a what do you call it, Frisbee, Ultimate Frisbee. That was, that was exciting. And did also. you try out for the Ultimate Frisbee team? No, I did not. You no, didn't, uh, I didn't have the I didn't have the frisbee skills. So you were the guy sitting on the sideline smoking pot, going, "Ooh, that looks dangerous." <laughs> <laughs> I was the guy on the side getting drunk, going, "What are we doing here? That's pretty why impressive. are we Why are we watching this?" All right, so you've worked on. Uh, I listed some of the credits. You've worked on some incredible shows. Which was the weirdest? The weirdest? Yeah, like the, the most uh, oddest, most unusual. The, the Michael Richards show. Oh yeah. 
Do you remember that show? I do, because uh, uh, that was a r- uh, right. That was that was before he uh, drove off a cliff. Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> to career suicide. That's back yes. when you needed a week to commit career suicide. Now you can do it in half a day on Twitter. <laughs> back then, the good old days, you had to work at career suicide. <laughs> right. To say something really outrageous and then follow it up with something else really outrageous and then screw up your apology. Yeah, and, and then that whole thing builds from there. Yep. Nowadays, you can just say one. Thing on Twitter and bam, you're canceled. You're done. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. No, so yeah. that was the weird one. Yeah, that was pretty weird in that it was just nobody was on the same page about anything, and everybody was you know <laughs> no one could decide what the show was, <laughs> and Michael was had a different thought entirely. It was like it was completely nuts. Michael like, had a thought. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Let alone Michael, a different Michael was a very nice guy. He just nice, was, and a brilliant physical comedian. Yes, but but he they nobody could agree on anything on that show, and it was I was brought in to help out on it. Is what happened. And oh, I, and I, I so you were the relief pitcher out yeah. of the bullpen. <laughs> exactly. He's gonna save us. He's gonna just start throwing joke BBs. Yeah, Ninety miles an hour, and you're like, oh, brother. Theoretically, that's what the plan was, <laughs> but I wasn't told that. So I was brought in, and suddenly Michael Richards came to me, and he was like, "So let me tell you what I'm thinking about with the show." And like he was, and I was like, "Why is he giving me all this information?" <laughs> I think he was thinking I was going to help salvage it or something, but I felt bad. I I didn't. Well, that tragic story brought to you by Sticklers.com, the <laughs> anal retentive dating site. <laughs> so listen. You're a huge movie buff. I know you have. I've read up on you. You're, but you built like a five-screen multiplex in your property. Yes, I mean, uh, that's true. I know, you, I know you're not into sports that much, but what's your favorite sports movie? What do you like to – Favorite like? sports movie. That's a good one. Horse Feathers with the Marx Brothers? I love it. Oh, you know it? Yeah, oh, sure. I'm kidding. I don't know. I don't, it's the only one I could think of with, uh, with sports a, in it. Any sort of athletic endeavor. So, yeah. you're, you're, so you're actually aggressively – Anti-athletic. I am not <laughs> actively, <laughs> aggressively anti-athletic. That is just – I would not categorize it that way. I just – I just, it, it never interested me. I just wasn't interested. I never had time to because I was yeah. doing TV commercials. So Yeah, uh, you were making a living. You, had to, you had to, yeah, you had to uh, support like a, a family, an extended family of about 163. Exactly. Right? Because you had all the Irish uh, – People from the old country, everybody. Uh, and this just gets more tragic. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but I, I was too busy driving back and forth from the, the city, yeah. Expressway, going yeah, the city. But, but truthfully, I didn't really want to do it anyway. So I, I just yeah. I, so it was a good excuse. Yeah, absolutely. A career was a good excuse yeah. to avoid <laughs> athletics. Yes. <laughs> well, hey, that tip brought to you by uh, Daylight. It's everywhere till about 6.30 or so. <laughs> now, why is the old stuff funnier? I, I don't mean to make a judgment, but it's, there's some good, very funny, new contemporary stuff. But there's something about the rhythm of the old stuff that uh, makes it work for me. I I wouldn't disagree. What do you think it is? What? Well, how? How come they knew what a? How come they knew their way to a joke? I well, I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that they were. Uh, you want a legitimate answer? <laughs> yeah, why not? I don't care. <laughs> I think a lot of it had to do with. Uh, you're you're they, counting on the fact that I'm listening. <laughs> And not just burying my head into the next question. And unfortunately, I'm speaking, so that you're you're counting on that. Uh, no, the uh, I think it was just that they they did it more. These guys all did like the, the Marx Brothers and all these guys were on stage, were on whatever, and then then moved into movies. And, and so it was just kind of a routine at this, at a certain point. You know, that's a good point. They had I mean, the reps, they as all, they say in athletics. Well, they they did, had the reps. They did it for like the you know the Marx Brothers were, for example, on stage for about twenty years before they ever made movies. And you know Abbott and Costello were doing radio and stuff for about ten years before they ever actually did. Yeah, they, they could you know, they could make the mistakes in the privacy of uh, of vaudeville. 
Seville and the clubs and places like that. It yeah, but they but they also they honed it so yeah. much to the point where it was just a they, they got it down to like a rhythm. You know, even like the Three Stooges, they got they got all yeah. that down to like a rhythm. And and I think now it's just you know you're throwing in actors who are just like you know Jack Smith is okay. He's funny, I guess. Put yeah. him in there, and so you're trying Not to get familiar with Jack Smith. I, I, he doesn't exist. <laughs> I think he was some child actor that you pushed down a flight of stairs so you can get in that Coke commercial. Seriously, how much booze can you hold? I've seen you. You bury a Costco-sized vodka and can still dial a phone. How do you do that? How do the Irish do it? What? Where does that come from? I don't even know what. I don't, I don't know. Because you have a talent. Now, is it just age? A- is it ethnicity? You have a, a tremendous ability to hold liquor, and I can't. I do. Yeah, I, I have even... one beer, and I'm on the top of the bar getting in a fight. I don't even think of myself that way. I think of other people as being able to do that, really. Really? You, I, think, yeah, you, yeah. you think you're a lightweight? Yeah. I well, that's of. probably true, because at 14, you were uh, not only uh, uh, supporting your entire extended family of 201. <laughs> I just got the stats. It went up. But at 14, you had to drive in and out of the city by yourself. Well, that's when the drinking started. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, that, mean, I wasn't going to do all that driving without drinking. Oh, my God. All right, listen to me now. Why did uh, you get this information about me drinking? Yeah, hey, look, some of the stuff's accurate. I sound like I'm at a, uh... They hand me some uh, questions, and I got to go with it. <laughs> hey, listen, that question brought to you by CPAP Smear. Kill two birds with one really weird stone. I got one of the most experienced comedy writers in the world out here with me. Time for the advice corner. Uh, all right, listen to me. What will make you an outcast in a writer's room faster than anything else? What would what would insult other writers in a writer's room? Because you've been in so many. Mm, that's a good question. Uh, insult them uh, not being funny? Not being funny. So it's just baseline. I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's that. I, w- I would say uh, – No, I don't know. What would you – I don't know. Well, no, I think, uh, I, th- I think that would – I think you're right. Not being funny would probably uh, make you unpopular. Uh, but I would add very close second would be smelly Chinese lunches. <laughs> All that too. Or just, you know, being an overall dick maybe that would not yeah. work yeah. in your favor either. So. Which is the best to avoid, dames or booze? Jeez. Uh, I don't know. Can I? Is there a third option? Uh, dames. Prescription drug dames, dames, yes No, I think you're right Yeah, I think dames Alright, listen to me You went to SUNY Purchase The Panthers is too much education Bad for a comedy writer <laughs> Should they just stay a little bit oblivious Or is it good to know, know things? I think most of them are uneducated, aren't they? I, I don't know <laughs> That's not true, actually. Most of the people I've worked with went to Harvard. And yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. But is it helping their comedy? Uh, I think it does. Sure. Why yeah, not? yeah. All right. All right. Hey. I think the smarter you are, you know, I don't. that's all I got. So all essentially, way. young kids stay in school. So you, <laughs> so you finished the first part of it. Uh-huh. So uh, what I'm saying is the smarter you are. That's all I got. Yeah. Then uh, yeah. ellipses. I and then you kids fill in the rest at yeah. home for Pete's sake. We it, can't do everything here in the studio. Exactly. It's typing overrated. Yes. I love it. That advice corner brought to you by ukuleles. Make any music sound unimportant with a ukulele. <laughs> Let me get busy with having a real one that, here. Having said that, I, I'm a horrible typist. Just thought I'd add that. <laughs> I've been a writer for many years. And I'm, a, I'm a terrible typist. Really? Yes. <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that out. <laughs> Just, do you draw hieroglyphics? How do you get your jokes in? For no, pizza? I can do it. I just, I'm just not very. I'm, I, I'm terrible. Nah, you, you should go back to child acting. Yes, 
I am. <laughs> I mean, go back now. I'm if, thinking about it. If you're looking to buy a car, you're probably familiar with terms like MSRP. You might even know what it stands for. I don't. But what does it actually mean? <laughs> Same goes for invoice and list price and dealer prices are all confusing terms. It's enough to make anybody crazy. All you're really looking for is a price that actually means something. Introducing True Price from True Car. Now you can know exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories, before you even get to the dealership. True Car dealers will show you the true price on cars like the one you want, all from the comfort of home. And how do you know if your true price is a great price? Because True Car shows you what other people paid for that same car that you want. And your certified dealers know this. So they set their true price competitively so they can win your business. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. That is True Car. Some features not available in all states. All right, buddy, listen to me. Wait, it's I got a time. question, Chuck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just a quick question. Is that, was that real? That was a real one. Oh, that was a real one. Oh, they're like all it. real. Very nice. The other ones, the short ones, uh-huh. uh, $15 a pop. Uh, if I screw it up, oh. seven fifty. <laughs> Time for the fiery four. The fiery four. These are headlines so white hot they need SPF fifty. Fire number one. <laughs> what sport should be demoted to just a hobby? Hmm. Curling. <laughs> Not bad. I like that because that does seem like something. Where alcohol was heavily involved at the inception. I, I don't even know if there was an inception, was there? <laughs> you think it just accidentally? <laughs> I think it was. It just actually, yeah, someone found a broom and was like, what the hell? What's going on? What is this What are thing? we doing with this? Push the, what is going on here? I'm not really quite clear what's happening there. <laughs> and an old style piece of luggage that just happened to have a handle on it. Yes. They were carrying stones from one side of the house to the other and went, hey, wait, this slides. Yeah, exactly. It was an accident is what you're saying. It was two, like, old men who actually, I think, st- started the whole thing. Two old men? Two old men, yes. And maybe it was a... Uh, With a broom. Or... Might have been a practical joke. Yes. That still is, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's an elaborate practical joke. Fire number two! What would make baseball exciting again? I know you – well, listen, this is the perfect guy to uh, ask because you're not that into sports. Uh, so what would make baseball exciting for you? What yes. would make you want to watch? Uh, I can think of two words, Phil Rizzuto. <laughs> Phil Rizzuto. <laughs> Full-time wall-to-wall Phil Rizzuto. For the money store, Phil Rizzuto. Remember those? <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, sure. I, uh, he beat me out for those. Fire number three. <laughs> Bastard. Should everyone – just adapt their movie script for Kevin Hart. <laughs> I think they already have. have they? <laughs> I think that's it's a very good question, but I think it's actually true. Yeah. They, it, it, it happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's either that or a superhero, some sort of superhero thing. Yes. What would your superhero skill be? My superhero yeah, skill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you do? Uh, not typing. Not <laughs> So, so, yeah. I, so I'd be like, you know, quick, we got, we have to, you know, save this. I go, okay, like, sure, pencil man. I, I can't <laughs> type. I can't type. I'm a master at that. <laughs> Fire number four. That's great. Okay. We need this typed up. Don't call. <laughs> Don't call pencil man. I'm just the guy you do not need. <laughs> Should we stop televising marathons and just let these poor people poop down their leg and cry? <laughs> That always seems like an event. We yeah. don't need this. It takes incredibly long. Yes, and and I feel like I am, I'm always stuck in traffic trying to get through a marathon. 
<laughs> so for that reason alone, from I think ends. it's it's uh, yeah. Don't it don't. doesn't work on TV and it doesn't work live. Yeah, nobody watches it live and they won't no. watch it on TV. Either, it, let's be they? honest, it's not even working for the athletes. No, they look quite pained. They're just bored. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't be running 26 miles? Yes, I, I Even at 14, you had the brains to drive into New York City for your jobs. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that fiery four brought to you by Smirks, the lemony, sarcastic breath mint. <laughs> and now it's time to turn the tables. Well, put on the brakes. Hold on one second before we do the pop quiz. Let's talk about underwear. Yeah, underwear. Everybody needs it. News better than old. They have to be comfortable. So you should get some me undies. They don't scrunch around on you when you're moving. I like that. And this is a no-risk offer. If you're not happy, they'll refund the cost and you get to keep them. And because you're listening to me, Chet, you'll get 15% off your first pair and free shipping. Go to MeUndies.com slash Chet. That's me MeUndies.com slash Chet. And here's an extra gift for you. Order a pair, take a screenshot of your transaction, and send it to me. And I'll send you another pair. You get one for 15% off, then another pair free from me. First 25 people to send a proof of purchase, screenshot of your purchase, or of the receipt, I'll send you another pair free. Just send your proof to gift at podcastone.com. Put Chet in the subject line, and you will soon have another pair in your collection. Let's do this. Gift at podcastone.com. Meundies.com slash chat. Oh, brother, let me also tell you about Quip. The truth is most of us are brushing our teeth wrong, not for long enough, and forget to change our brush on time. That's because most brands focus on selling flashy gimmicks rather than better brushing, but not Quip. So what makes Quip different? For starters, Quip is an electric toothbrush that's a fraction of the cost of bulkier brushes while still packing just the right amount of vibrations to help clean your teeth. Quip's built-in timer helps you clean for the dentist-recommended two minutes with guiding pulses that remind you when to switch sides of your mouth. Next, Quip's subscription plans are for your health, not just convenience. They deliver new brush heads on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just five bucks, including free shipping worldwide. Quip also comes with a mount that suctions right to your mirror and unsticks to use as a cover for hygienic travel wherever you take your teeth. That's amazing. And finally, everyone loves Quip. They were on Oprah's O-List, named one of Time's Best Inventions, and the first subscription electric toothbrush accepted by the American Dental Association. What more do you want? Plus, they're backed by a network of over 20,000 dentists and hygienists and hundreds of thousands of happy brushers who use Quip Every day. Now listen, Quip starts at just twenty-five bucks. And if you go to getquip.com slash chet right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. Got it? Get it. Getquip.com slash chet. That's spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash chet. C-H-E-T. You ask me the questions, Joe Fury, time for pop quiz. Let's see what we got. 
Oh, okay. Well, uh, let's see here. This is Joe Fury, the great comedy writer, asking Chet Waterhouse. Pop. All now, right, Chet. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't uh, ordinarily do very well at these. So you don't? Oh, no, no. But let's give it a so shot. you take questions about anything? Uh, anything. 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 Right. Uh, who was the only former heavyweight boxing champ to be buried in Arlington National Cemetery? Oh. I'm going to go uh, Joe Lewis. That is exactly right. Oh, my goodness. Wow, wow! I'm very impressed. Wow, I'm one and zero. I just I pulled that up on the phone about two minutes ago. That's very impressive. Wow! <laughs> so, wow! So you weren't even paying attention when you were answering questions yeah, in here no, two minutes ago. No, no. I'm, 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 listen, I got to do writing, research. Writing trivia. <laughs> during the interview. That's great. Question number two. With only uh, with twelve Oscar nominations, who is the most nominated actor in American history? Hint: It's not Crispin Glover. <laughs> Damn it. You shouldn't have given me that. I'm not giving you a hand. I'm going to go Meryl Streep. I'm afraid it's Jack Nicholson. Wow. Yes. That's, but you were close. Very close. Good for Jack Nicholson. I tell you, when they were passing out guts, Jack got back in line for second helpings. Question number three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one and one. <laughs> okay, here's a, here's a uh, boxing question for you. All right. All right. In boxing... Uh, what is the term for the illegal punch to the back of the head? Uh, rabbit punch. That's exactly right. Holy smokes. Very impressive. I'm two and one. Wow. Good night. Get out of here. All right. Let me give you uh, one other one. Are you done? Yes. Uh, We're going to have to go out and uh, you can give me two more. Two, two more. more? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, which park is the most filmed location in the world? Which park? Is it like a national park? Which park? Which park? I'm going to go Fenway Park. That would be wrong. I'm two and two. Central Park in Manhattan. Oh, nuts. Yeah. I'm I'm going to be honest with you. I probably would have gone with Zion National as my second choice. (laughs) And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't don't know the actual answer to that. I made that up. (laughs) That's perfect. No, no. It was actually Central Park. All right. Two and two. Here's the rubber one. Can I win the entire match right here? All right. Well, you're talking about... Question number five. Number five. Which one of the Marx Brothers was the oldest? Ooh, the oldest was uh, Zeppo. That would be incorrect. Uh, Zeppo was the youngest. Yeah. Zeppo was the youngest. <laughs> yes. so, so I wasn't even close. Chico, you, you Chico, was, was, the, Chico was the oldest. Chico but was But you were the very oldest. close. <laughs> I was literally... You were in the neighborhood. You were in the family. Seven Marx Brothers off. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I was literally... Listen, a lot of people were... don't know. There was Harpo, Chico, mm-hmm. Zeppo, yep. uh, um, Groucho, Groucho, Gummo, yep. Uh, Don, Biff, and Biff, and Biff, seven of them, right there. All right, plug time. We're out of time. This is unbelievable. My thanks to the incredible Joe Fury. We're done. Yeah, if you want more of Joe, uh, he's not on social media. He's uh, violently anti-social media. He might be just (laughs) anti-social. I don't don't know. You want more of him? You better drive by his house and uh, just yell out your window. Hey, Joe, what are you up to? <laughs> Please don't do that. No. <laughs> no, Follow I'm ta- me no, on no, Twitter. No, I'm talking to you specifically. I, I, no, I won't. <laughs> Anyone else can. I not, think not you'd you. know it was me because I can't disguise my voice. <laughs> what do you got coming up? You working on something? I don't know, but these guys in the booth over here are falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. I know those guys. No, I am. They're all hepped up on goofers. <laughs>
Those young guys, they don't mess around. When they come to work, I'm they're jacked up on Red Bull with a shot of something else in it. I'm exhausted from those trivia questions. Yeah, I know. That was hard on you, wasn't it? That was very hard. That was, it was incredibly hard. Uh, so, uh, so listen, follow me on Twitter at Chet Waterhouse and follow my buddy, comedian Jeff Cesario at Real Jeff Cesario. Thanks for listening. We're on Podcast One here and Apple Podcasts. Spread the word without you. I'm just talking into a can. Go to IMDb. Look up Joe Fury. You'll, you'll see what his next several projects are. He's one of the most incredibly funny and talented writers in all of Hollywood. If you want more of me this weekend, Joe, I'm going to be in, I'm going to be in uh, Port St. Peterport, Ontario, calling the World Series of Gin Rummy for the Assisted Living Network. This is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with pain.